everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is still Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. And today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use our promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your next order. I'm your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi, here today as always with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan. Hi again, everybody. I hope you're the last two don't hours ever, of your don't life ever have been good again. again. And yeah, let's introduce our guest now. Uh, coming back again. Yeah, it's me, after... Kyle. <laughs> oh, hey, Kyle. How are you? <laughs> I thought we were doing the thing where we cut each other off. Our host, Nolan. Nolan, how are you doing? Nolan, it's nice to... Good, man. How are you? Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> Uh, we've got Kyle Demetrius back with us from the Lockdown Sharks podcast. Doing, going to do some more dancing on graves. It's a two-episode Wednesday. If you missed the Eastern Conference semifinals edition, be sure to go check that out. Today we're looking, or in this episode, we're looking at the Western Conference. Uh, the Canucks and the Colorado Avalanche going down in seven-game series. Uh, it all came to a brutal, brutal end in that one that one. <laughs> Friday where they decided to put uh, game seven winner goes to the conference final at like four o'clock three, oh, yeah. three four o'clock on a Friday so if you missed it you're not alone people don't have lives they don't care I had I was going I was driving up north um, and with a microphone and I made so her wa- listen to it whatever I didn't I just have to say you didn't it need for to say it to me. but I know I had to I had to are you just rubbing it in because I, I was listening to it yeah, on, on Canada Day, no less. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I was driving up north, right? And I'm like, I want to listen to this shit. No, it was with my girlfriend. Okay. And I'm like, hey, I want to listen to this. And she said, I, she didn't want And I said, you put this on. Right? And then, anyway. You talked to her like that? No. Um, put it on. Dallas ties it or goes up. I messed up everything. Colorado goes up by one with like four minutes left. And I'm like, yes, yes. And then 10 seconds later, Dallas ties it. And I'm just like, just turn this off. This game's over. I don't want to watch. I don't want to listen to overtime through a radio. And by the way, I don't know who the Colorado Avalanche radio play-by-play guy is, but he's awful. The people are screaming about a goal, and you're just like, oh, Dallas has tied it now. And um, it took 10 seconds, and there was no enjoyment. There was no shock. I heard more what was going down on the ice than his voice, and I, and I switched to Dallas, and then I just turned it off. So Dallas's play-by-play guy is good, and somebody please stop me from talking. Thanks for the analysis. Paul. Okay. Uh, Kyle, what do you got on this one? <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I was so riveted by Ethan's story. <laughs> well, it's, it was, and like, I honestly, like I completely forgot the game was on too. I turned it on like halfway through and then I watched the third period. And then the like final couple minutes happens. I think it was Zadorov who who took the lead with like four or five minutes left. And then Dallas comes right back the other way. That's what I said. I know, but you did a terrible job of like, Ethan, you did, you, and you didn't speak up or enunciate really. Uh, you threw in a Michigan accent, which I noticed uh, happens sometimes. It's good. What was it? Uh, Dallas or whatever. However you said Dallas. Dallas? 
Dallas? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes it comes out. It's like Canadian, but drunker. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So let me start off this portion of Dancy on Graves of the Avalanche by saying, I know I'm supposed to hate the Avalanche. I know you tuned in to hear me shit on the Avalanche. And believe me, I am going to. But I, I do love this group. They're young. They're talented. They, and they have, like, all the intangibles that, that people talk about. Like, they're just tough. They, like, they just have good hockey players. And I don't know how to describe what I mean by that, but, like, it's something that you know when you see. Like, they went through so, they went through so much adversity all year with the injuries. They come back. No Landis Gog for Game 7. Grubauer's out for most of the series. Eric Johnson's out for most of the series. And they still fight back from down three games to one and managed to force a game seven and put themselves in a position like Ethan just alluded to so eloquently where they're up a goal with less than five minutes to go in the game. I do not feel the same way. Also the words you're looking to describe the Colorado avalanche is every San Jose Sharks team from 2005 to 2016. But did the Dallas or did the, the San Jose Sharks ever have a star like Nathan McKinnon on their team? I don't know if you know of Joe Thornton, but I'm going to take this as a bit and not just utter disrespect to like the 15th best hockey player of all time. <laughs> well, I, so I think Nathan McKinnon is going to be the new face of the league. I don't think Joe Thornton's that when Sid, like, when Sid is done, it is getting passed to Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But he's Nathan McKinnon has a long way to go to be uh, Joe Thornton. That's insane. Do he had eight? multi-point games in these playoffs. Joe Thornton won the heart as one of only like three people to ever have back-to-back 90 plus assist seasons. Come on, man. Don't try me. Maybe if he was scoring more goals, the Sharks would have actually won a cup. Uh, Ow, that hurts. I know. I'm sorry. That was rude. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bend no one into a corner. Uh, Holy shit. Interesting. (laughs) Wow, man. I thought we were all friends here. Uh, Kyle just oh. he just leaves the Zoom chat. Uh, I'm gonna go back to I auto drafted Pittsburgh Steelers defense in my fantasy football draft because I was so rattled. I forgot to do something. <laughs> Jeez. Not, if you know, man. if you're gonna auto draft defense, it's not a bad one. I I'm so rattled right now. Anyway, I'm sorry. Colorado, okay, okay, Colorado okay. Hold on. Shit. Can I say though? Can I say though that like I have just lately come around on Joe Thornton. Like growing up a Red Wings fan, like I. You have to understand that I just hated Joe Thornton growing up. Like those series that we had with the Sharks, like in the early two twenty tens, and like just the repeated amount of times we ran into you guys during the two thousands. Like, you have to understand. I just I hate Joe Thornton. It's nothing personal. I mean, it's very personal at the same time, but like it's just a matter of circumstance. That's fine. I can respect it. Um, my overarching thesis is that Colorado has improved shit and everyone needs to stop anointing these dumbasses. Yeah, if your decor falls apart because it's centered around Eric Johnson, you're not supposed to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and that's fine that because... <laughs> but I see, here's the thing, though, is that's fine because I think they're still, like, out of the curve, like, as far as a rebuilding, developing team. Like, they got a ton of cap space. They can go out and fix that in this offseason that's something that pittsburgh can't say that's something toronto can say like these guys have the leeway to go that's not not even something vancouver can say and we'll get to them in a minute but like the way these guys have set themselves up while acquiring all this talent like they're gonna be fine and that that, that's a valid draft what's that bowen bram's coming up in this draft they drafted him 
too. So he's another deep prospect they have. Exactly. This is it's just not their time now. And I'm gonna yes. dance on their grave in Eric Johnson's grave. I can't believe that Eric Johnson was the reason they lost. I completely forgot about that. Also, Kale McCarr scored in his own net. Miro Heiskanen would never. <laughs> I love how I love how the fan bases of Vancouver, Dallas, and, and Colorado are in some sort of weird rookie pissing match between Heiskanen and Hughes and McCarr. Yes. It's not like, hey, they're all really good. It would be it's just like this insane where one has to be better than the other. It'd be like if somebody argued that Iserman was clearly superior to Sackick when they're basically the same human being. They're the exact same human being. Like, if you, you, you can make a case that one's higher than the other, but they're like 19 and 20 of best players. They're like exactly the same. Yeah. They can all be good young defensemen. Like, and everybody forgets that Rasmus Dellin is better anyway. So, whoops. <laughs> and it, was, it was pretty sweet, though, like that night that uh, Quinn Hughes tied the record for most points or most assists by a rookie defenseman in the NHL playoffs. And then later that night, Kale McCarr passed him to be the solo <laughs> leader. Like you're really seeing like, just like kind of a pivotal moment. I felt like this playoffs, like in regards to how we look at these players and uh, Kyle, you're, you're somebody who obviously is not uh, unaware of what a great puck moving defenseman can bring to the table. You have Eric Carlson, on your blue line, but like, it's still like, when have we ever seen this much volume of players who can do that at such a high level? Uh, I don't know. Like maybe in like the eighties with like coffee and yeah, but that doesn't count. stuff. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, got, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you asked, I'm not sure. Cause they usually, there's not this many, like all around the same age. Cause people forget like, a, like legitimately forget about like Darlene. Who's yeah. Amazing. Um, so That's what happens when you're buried in Buffalo. Do you think they'll trade him? Anyway, the, screw Buffalo. I don't want to talk about Buffalo. Hey, hey, Jack Eichel for Connor McDavid, one for one. Who says no? Uh, Jack Eichel's family. <laughs> Mind you, I, to be fair, Buffalo is kind of like the Edmonton of America. Exactly. Exactly. I guess. We talked about this on Friday. We, like, can you imagine how pissed they would be if they were like, if their GMs, respective GMs, came to them and were like, listen, we know you're not happy here. We know you'd like a new change of scenery. We think you can be a star somewhere else. And we traded you. And then it's just a one-for-one one trade. They got traded to the exact same team just on the other side of the continent. That would be sick. Did you guys see the report that the Edmonton bubble sucks compared to the Toronto bubble? Yeah. Like, no shit. I could have told you that 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, I don't like the Colorado discourse because they keep getting anointed every year. And they don't win. Like, they lost to an old, busted Sharks team last year. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but, like, again, still young, still on the cup. Hey, man, lots of teams are young and never win the cup. Look at San Jose. Look at Toronto. Look at every Washington team up until a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. We'll get more into them in just a second. But first, we got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And guess what, folks? They've got six new flavors that are even more delicious than the 18 or however many it was that preceded it. But they've still got 12 original flavors in those. Let me tell you, are even are just as good. And it's they're still improved. The, the 12 original flavors, they, they said, hey, you know, we appreciate the feedback. We know they're delicious, but guess what? We're going to make them even more delicious, sir. Nolan, so let's rattle what? I woke up today and I had a carrot cake 
Bill Bar on my way to work. And let me tell you, I haven't been smiling walking into work in about three years, and today was the first day. And it's all because of Built Bar. Is it because you had 19 grams of protein in you at the expense of only 130 calories? Might have been that. Is it because you uh, had a full, well-rounded breakfast while only consuming four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs? Might have been that. Another Built Bar success story. Uh, you love to see it. And you, right now, sitting at home, listening to this podcast, driving to work, you can have just as good of a day as Ethan did, thanks to us and our friends at BuiltBar.com. All you got to do is use our promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. It really does not get any easier. Say it with me, folks. $10 off. $10 off. Kyle. $10 off. Promo code locked on. Promo code Promo locked code on. Locked on. At builtbar.com. At builtbar.com. At, at builtbar.com. We should have done that in a round. Yeah. They're still good, though. <laughs> All right. Time to wrap up the Colorado Avalanche. We'll start with you guys. We'll, uh, I got one question. What is the most satisfying part to you? We'll go around the horn about watching the Colorado Avalanche get eliminated. Kyle, you're, you're uh, that their whiny, dumb fan base is no longer in my life. I had to put up with so much shit last year when Cody McLeod didn't understand what an offside was. And Colorado <laughs> said that San Jose cheated to win. And everybody in San Jose was like, the rule is called offside. It's been in this since like the inception of hockey. I don't know what you want from us. And then they, they, him and them in Vegas, like cried together. They did that weird Pokemon meme where like Pikachu's got his arm around another Pokemon. It says like me too. And they like would share that back and forth with each other. Very strange. I'm very over the Colorado experience. So, um, Ranton is cool and McKinnon's cool and stuff, but like, I don't, I don't care for Eric Johnson and his number one status. <laughs> it's truly funny that Eric Johnson got hurt and Colorado was like, we're so screwed. <laughs> Ethan, what about you? Um, I would. I guess I'm happy that the last shred of Toronto Maple Leaf, like media and fans, can finally stop talking about the fact that Nazem Kadri is still in the playoffs and he's always oh, doing so good. Now I don't have to hear any of that anymore, so that's cool. Boy, do I have a tweet for you guys. Speaking oh, man. of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, this is Boy, from uh, editor. Exactly in what Leaf. I said. I didn't want to hear. This is, this is from the official uh, Twitter page of the Toronto Maple Leafs fan-sided uh, blog. He said, the Leafs have a better team than Colorado does right now and a, and a brighter future. What? what? I, I figure we could, we could shit on the fans? Maple Leafs just for, just for a second. Ooh. Most delusional fan base to ever do it? 100%. Uh, it's almost uh, just a, it's and like, like that and, that's just annoying to hear. Exactly, like, and it's not like a malicious fan thing. Like you're just objectively God, stupid. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like Austin Matthews is what a top ten player in the league. The problem yeah. is, is that Nathan McKinnon is a top two player in the league. Yes. So like, I don't. What is going on here? Toronto has no defense. Toronto doesn't have any defense. Their defense situation is considerably like marginally worse their cap situation is marginally worse like their forward groups i think like as good as toronto's are like i think i would still take colorado's 
over uh, Toronto simply because of the fact that they're more balanced. Like, I just don't. I that that's. Uh, I just had to throw that out there because I, I I looked at that tweet like four times this weekend, and uh, it just really a, bothered me. It's a classic case of how does this affect the Leafs? Yes, yes, <laughs> and actually, so it was like quote tweeting a uh, a Justin Bourne tweet. Oh God, it's like a shitful exception. My, <laughs> he said, "My honest reaction here is hockey fans without a rooting interest lose." Not a knock on Dallas, but that Colorado team was so fun and if healthy, so, so good. Big threat for years to come. So that was uh, in response to it. It was so bad that even Steve Dangle couldn't uh, – couldn't, Love Steve uh, Dangle, though. Uh, and what's the word I'm looking for? Amuse himself enough to agree with it. He just goes, I uh, – how? And then they go, Colorado's second best player is no Taveras. Their third is no Marner. And their fourth is certainly no Nylander. Additionally, Matthews is two years younger than McKinnon and better at the same age. Uh, McCarr is better than Riley, but that's it. Also, the Leafs are deeper. So, Isn't Sam Girard to... better than all the other Leafs? Yes. 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 Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so just your, just your daily dose of Leafs delusion for you guys. Oh, uh, all right. Let's move it on to the Vancouver Canucks. They lose in seven games. Had no business going to seven games. Had it not been for the emergence of uh, Con Smythe, hopeful Thatcher Demko. You guys know he's was, from San Diego? Yeah, I did, actually. Mm-hmm. I found that out recently. Um, the future USA goaltender, Thatcher Demko? The next Ryan Miller, Thatcher Demko? Oh, sick. He's going to win silver. Awesome for it. But uh, the future of Ryan Miller, but with uh, one uh, uh, one place better, that's your Demko. Oh, we go. have we have we have Con Smythe Carter Hart uh, at our disposal. So, America. <laughs> well, I'm shaking in my boots over here. Um, yeah. So, like I said, they really had no business being in the series. That's your Demko comes out of nowhere off the bench to replace the injured Jacob Markstrom shuts out the golden Knights with like 48 save shutout in game six to force the game seven. And then game seven was just a slow bleeding ticking time bomb. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, I believe I was didn't have my wits about me necessarily by this point in the Friday night, but I, I think if I remember correctly that the Vancouver Canucks had two shots on goal through the first 30 minutes of the game. And, uh, well, folks, that's not how you win a game seven, especially not when Vegas has, like, 19 shots on goal. That was one of those things where, like, I like the Canucks. I think they're a lot of fun. I would hope they would advance under normal circumstances, but it just got to a point where I'm like, this team cannot go on. They cannot continue on like this. See, for me, that series was either getting kicked in the face by a horse or getting kicked in the face by a different horse. (laughs) <laughs> with whoever was. I didn't want either team to win, but I like I hate Vancouver so much uh, with a burning passion. The discourse that somehow burning people should breaks. like the 2011 Vancouver Canucks is just in, insane to me. Um, my favorite Vancouver thing is people will gif an Elias Patterson goal or move and like act like it's the only time this has ever been done in the history of hockey. And I'm like, hey, I've that was just that a before. Rip-cut. It, but, like, there was one where he gets the puck and he shoots like, top corner. And I'm like, that was just a wrist shot that was well-placed. I don't – do we have to do this every single time he touches the puck? Okay, He's amazing, okay. but, like, let's tamp it down a bit here, guys. 
I'm glad you're not talking about me because the video I posted where I pretty much had the same reaction was a blue line to blue line pass. So we're not talking about the same thing. That's good. Was it, was it Nick Lindstrom porn? Is that what you posted? Yes, pretty much. Oh, I miss him. Yeah, but you can watch latter day Nick Lindstrom and Quinn Hughes. Somebody said in Vancouver, probably. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute, who said that? I, I was like, if something. that was on Twitter, I definitely would have seen that. Somebody like, living on Kitsilano Beach is just like Quinn Hughes is better than Nick Lindstrom in his prime. Fight me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like Vancouver in the least. They have some like cool guys, like they have some like interesting players, but like I've just never been a Vancouver guy. Their fans are low key Toronto level bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, and we've been hearing it because of the fact that uh, Quinn Hughes went one pick after Philip Zadina. So, like, this whole, like, just That's obsession and, like, shit talking and stuff like that uh, really did ramp up over the course of these last couple of days. And a lot of it was probably started by Red Wings fans, but, like, you know, I don't know. You know, um, it's really – it's kind of the they're kind of the same thing as Colorado. It's a team that's young and they're just not there yet. But they just don't have the cap space to really facilitate a move up without running into issue. So I mean, kind of blew your load a little early. But it's okay. Just gotta get rid of a goaltender or something. Or get Roman.com slash lockdown. Um Yeah, no, I <laughs> And I think they have a little bit different of a situation. Like, obviously, there's a lot of parallels to this team, like the young forwards, the good, talented, puck-moving defensemen that we alluded to and, and Quinn Hughes versus Kale McCarr, you know, whatever, who's number one. Uh, but the difference is, like you said, like they don't have cap space, and they have an interesting situation to where they're going to have to let Jacob Markstrom walk after what they saw from Thatcher Demko because you can't keep both – because they're going to lose one of them to the expansion. I guess you could keep both, but I don't, I don't think you want to in the cap situation that they're in because every penny saved is a, uh, is a penny earned, as Ben Franklin would say. Shout out to Philly, my favorite city. Uh, and so I, I really a have a – I'm just really slinging shit today. I don't know what's up with me. Uh, <laughs> Trust me, I knew it. The penny house of penny earned. Christ. Did you learn that on a hockey card? No, 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 no. I read it in history class. Ben Franklin, the greatest president of all time. Um, he, he invented like electricity, bro. Yeah, he did invent electricity as well. And yeah. he was a president. It's crazy how stupid people used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is going off the rails. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, what do you guys think? Like, do you like, is that the obvious solution? You keep Thatcher Demko and let Jacob Markstrom walk? Yes. I've been I mean, saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause you have Mikey DiPietro in the wings as well. He's 221. Yeah. You got to do it because Markstrom is going to want money. Cause he played at a Vesna level for like two years. Do you want to pay a 30, 31 year old Markstrom for like five, six, seven more years? Uh, the Detroit Red Wings might future Red Wing Jacob Markstrom. San Jose Sharks would also like the services of Jacob Markstrom, but in the interest of Vancouver, I don't think they have, they have the ability to walk away from him and be like perfectly fine. Hopefully. What the hell is San Jose going to do with Martin Jones's contract? Um, cry. And then I believe the saying is down the road, not across the street. And then that ends that. It's, uh, <laughs> oh my God. 
it's it's not good. Actually, we've been advocating that they keep him for this year and see if like anything can happen. But then next year, because if you buy him out this year, it's like two point eight nine million dollars, and then one point eight or something like that. But you get an extra two years added on. So if you wait till next summer, you don't have that initial big cap hit, and then you lose those extra years. So I think they should just buy him out next year if you can't get rid of him that way. Ah, okay. Yeah, but Ooh, like that's sorry, probably not going to happen. What? Who are, you, who are you guys talking about? Martin Jones, oh, our Lord okay. and Savior of goaltending. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Vancouver. Vancouver's kind of screwed. Didn't Thomas Dreitz just do a whole article about how their cap situation is kind of a cluster? It's not yeah. good. I'll tell you that. I uh, I know that like Brock Besser was a name that like a, a top name at like hey Vancouver might move this guy this offseason because like they don't really have a lot of other options for guys to move. And I actually saw, so this is a tweet from, uh, Oh, I lost it. Uh, I think his name was Irfan Gaffar on Twitter. He basically said that uh, Jim Benning said, you know, he's still negotiating with Markstrom. Uh, They believe he believes the sides aren't very close. And Eddie Lack kind of entered the chat and raised an interesting, an interesting thing because the the tweet said they're trying to make something work for both sides. And Eddie Lack goes, "Oh, so they'll pay all their third and fourth liners that money, but they won't pay their their starting goaltender." And yes, while I agree uh, that Thatcher Demko is the the future of their situation in net, Eddie Lack raises an interesting situation where he says six out of the eight teams who were in the second round of the playoffs like had a great tandem or like a great number two that they could call on and it's less of a one and two and more of a one a and one b yeah i mean yeah hey who the hell is eddie lack telling what's eddie lack doing uh he's just talking shit on twitter now yeah Yeah, he's good for him a couple years now him and luongo 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 tweeted about the uh, the Vegas goalie situation the other night. Raised a lot of good points as well, but it ended up working out for him. Hey, uh, sorry, I don't mean to do this to you. What do you think about Peter DeBoer in Vegas? Do you think he gets it done there? I mean, no. Did you see the way he handled these goalies? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, but like the problem with Peter DeBoer is that he has a really good. He always gets left with really good teams at first, and then slowly Peter DeBoer's them up. They're like. Yeah. If Vegas goes all the way this year, it's not because Peter DeBoer did anything crazy. Look at that team. That team is stacked. Yeah. What, like, how is he going to screw that up? He's trying. He's super trying to screw it up. But, like, yeah, he's not He's not my favorite guy. He's, like, a mediocre to bad coach that the hockey men just love and stroke off constantly, so he'll always be elevated. But, like, yeah, not for me. Fair enough. I feel the same way about Mike Babcock. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. My uh, my my one thing that I will never forget from this Vancouver and Vegas series is just I don't know if you guys saw that video or going around on Twitter of just Mark Stone stripping the puck. It's so sick. And oh my god, like that truly, that truly of all the of all the fawning that goes on on Twitter over like you said very uh, pedestrian hockey plays like that that was just so magical to watch. Yeah, he was, like, taking dude's souls by, like, putting – it was weird. He would, like, put his whole, like, hand on the ice, and the stick would be right there and stop every single puck. It was actually crazy. He did it to, like, Peterson and Besser and stuff, too, which was hilarious. 
I uh, and then the and then the speed going back the other way from a dead stop too. It's he unbelievable. Looks, he looks like Krusty the Clown though with that haircut. He's got to he's got to fix something. I like I it. I I think I think he's got good flow. Uh, imagine being the Ottawa Senators in the midst of all this. <laughs> hey, they have three and five. Yeah. So they're gonna get Quentin Byfield and Lucas Raymond. Yeah, probably when the Red Wings take Cole Perfetti at four. Yeah, but you still have uh, Melnick as your owner. So, I mean, enjoy it while you exactly. can. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say, how long will, will those guys last? Like, over under five years for each of them. Yeah. Ooh. Wait until they do something to piss him off. I don't want to pay him $7 million. Hey, he paid He paid a Shabbat. Yeah. I mean, he had to. He had to. He didn't have to. He didn't pay Eric Carlson. <laughs> right, and the last Ottawa Senators fan was threatening to leave if he didn't pay Thomas Shabbat, and so then he ultimately, he or she ultimately decided to stay an Ottawa Senators fan because of the Shabbat signing. What we're trying to say here is that Canadian teams' fan bases suck. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Although, like I said, I like Vancouver. I think they have the greatest uniform, uh, their throwback uniform with the with the skate on. I don't know. I can't remember what the logo is called. The electric that, skate. The electric the skate. Fly, That's my favorite. Skate, or the flying skate. Either one. Favorite uniform of all time. I think their uniforms now are sick. So I think that might be why they, they have a little little place in my heart. Plus, they have a good old American boy leading the charge, leading the, leading the next generation. You got to love that. A Michigan boy, I think. Brock? No. Quinn Hughes. Oh. Oh. Yeah, U of M. Interesting. They're not Canadian. No, American. America. He, from he, like Florida or something. Yeah, I think they are too. But uh, Quinn Hughes went to U of M, so we got that that in our back pocket. Jack Hughes uh, development team program, mm-hmm. Michigan. That's yeah. crazy. I don't think they have any good Canadians on their team. Holy shit, they have Bo Horvat. So yes, my point stands. They don't yeah. have any good Canadians on their team. He had a good playoff, so I mean, especially was he leading the league in goals? Yeah. yeah, he was nasty for a while in these playoffs. Huh. I like how this has turned into like a hmm. That's an interesting thing about. Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't give a shit about Vancouver at all. So we're like, oh, interesting. That's fun. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> did you guys see that the thing where they did where they taped the sticks with different names on them? Neat. Yeah. What was up with that? I saw that. I didn't know what so, it was though. Okay, so I'll explain it because I have no life and read why. So Buddy was hurt. I think it was Edler was hurt. And they didn't know if he was going to be a game time. He was a game time decision. But the Sportsnet camera zoomed in and found his stick on the stick rack. And we're like, he must be in. And then the next game, they did the same thing, but they hit it behind the goalie sticks, but they still found it. And then they put a towel over it, but they could still figure it out. So finally, they just started taping like broadcasters and like ex-Canucks names on the sticks to throw off the cameras. Very like wholesome Canadian yeah, really. Content. That's, That's neat. so cute. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool, but I just <laughs> so I don't I can't say anything more than that. That's the extent of my of my of my speaking good of them. All right, we've I'm done dancing on graves, and now I'm I'm kindly paying my respects. I love flowers at the Vancouver Canucks grave. You pressed F in the chat. I pressed F in the chat for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, any lasting thoughts before we hop on out of here until the conference finals are over? Brock Besser, future Detroit Red Wing. Brock Besser and Jacob Markstrom. Oh, uh, Jim Benning. Uh, we should we should end it on this because Jim Benning 
had a comment today. Uh, let me pull it up, folks. I am looking for it right now. Uh, eggs and bacon, eggs and bacon. He said, uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not in that market. I'm not going to be giving up first and second round picks to lose money. Uh, and that was on using sweeteners as batch hockey on twitter.com put it uh, to move out big contracts. So they're going to have to find a way to fix this cap space situation without giving up any draft picks. Uh, I'm sure what about people that have already been drafted like pod Coles in? <laughs> yeah. I would like one pod Coles in, please. Yeah. I mean, that'll probably be on the table. <laughs> Prospects. I'm assuming Who is that London Knights there? guy they drafted in like 2012? Uh, oh, Ollie Juovelli. The defenseman. Yeah, Ollie Juovelli. He's yeah. never, ever making it. What about him? <laughs> yes. Anybody Sick. want him? Sick. What about Jake Vertanen? I've heard he's good. <laughs> yeah. possibly. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Man, imagine picking Jake Vertanen like fifth or whatever in that stack draft and then trying to spin it for seven straight years about how he's kind of good. My team would never. I think he, I think <laughs> Benning uh, kind of shit on him at – in today's press conference too i'd have to look that up but i'm pretty sure he said they didn't get what they what they wanted from him what they what they purchased him for yeah (laughs) uh yeah well he sucks so that's a big issue uh they're gonna be i yeah the the vancouver connects are not going to be this like plucky upstart team for long because elias patterson's gonna and quinn hughes are both gonna demand over 10 million dollars right yep and with the stagnant salary cap who knows how long that's gonna be too like it's going to be real, real interesting because you have to think that even if they get a, a season like up and running on time, like quote unquote on time, like it's still going to be a shortened season because you're going to want to kind of limit the potential for disaster. In my opinion, I feel like that's how it'll kind of go. But who knows? Maybe we'll just get back to a 82 game season back into playing into August. I'm kind of digging this. I, I've been mentally in uh, May or June for the last three or four months. Like I, I, it doesn't even register to me that football is starting on in two days. Yeah, I've been stuck on July first for a while now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> a candidate ain't no less. Uh, we'll wrap it we'll up on that. <laughs> Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Go check out the Lockdown Sharks podcast featuring Kyle. Uh, we look forward to seeing you here back tomorrow. Not sure what we're going to talk about, but then I think we're going to have some 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 draft profiles on the other side of that for you. Maybe close it out with a nice Friday uh, Friday outlook on, on what's coming up in the draft. And, uh, yeah, subscribe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. And once again, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to do it all over again. Thank you.